Okay, guys, so welcome to another episode. Today we have another very special guest, and he just fresh coming up from uh, 10X GrowthCon. I don't know if it's that side. Yeah, it That's says right. over here, 10X. So, you know, we're going to probably share some great ideas here in today's uh, podcast. We're going to discover, you know, how Shannon came through, you know, having all this successful real estate business. So, you know, before I'm, we're going to dig deep into that, maybe I'm just going to read through uh, some stuff from his bio. And today in front of us, we have Shannon Robnett. He's owner and developer of Phoenix Commercial Construction. And that's in, not in Arizona, as I found out last time. Uh, he's been building uh, in the Treasure Valley since 1999. So very long time and is a second generation builder and has completed a litany of projects from police departments, fire stations, a city hall, and a long list of office building as well as industrial uh, flex space. His main focus is design, build projects, and develop projects that takes his clients' needs and develops the projects uh, around that to specify address their business. Okay, so fourth, hold on, fourth generation realtor. That's that's something insane that we discussed previous time. That that's insane. Four generation, having personally completed over 100 personal transactions and business ventures. He is proud of the work that he does with his clients and sets the high standard to ensure the best possible product and outcome each and every time. So I'm just going to continue reading because I, lo I love these bios, man. It's, it's, it's great. In addition to, to just building, he also is a prolific developer. He has developed multiple subdivisions and a and taken dozens of pieces through the development process in various cities and, and uh, counties. He owns a property management company to ensure leasing and stabilization of current developments. So big, uh, you know, big bio here, but I mean, big experience, big knowledge, and just big thank you here being on the show today with us again, Shannon. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, sorry, sorry for my English. As you know, it's not my first uh, language here, but I hope we did a great job. So again, guys, click like if you think well, it, that was a good on a bio, but it's very impressive. So, you know, super, super awesome. So first of all, you know, for the people, again, who are watching you the first time, I had a pleasure to talk with you, you know, for the first time. And we kind of spoke about, you know, your background and everything. So, you know, the interview is not up, again, for because of uh, that, some issues that we had, but maybe for the people who are seeing you first time, maybe you can tell them your background, again, being a fourth generation realtor and having all these construction businesses, being a real estate mogul, maybe you can tell your background, how did you start it, you know, in your, in this business? Sure. Well, you know, I grew up uh, with my mother being a realtor, uh, her grand or her mother and her grandfather were in the real estate business back before the great depression. Uh, and, um, I grew up at the kitchen table watching my parents put deals together or think about what if we sold this, we could buy this piece of property and we could develop it and we could do this. And, and I just, I saw how that was the natural, to me, that was the natural course of business. So when, when I was 19 years old, I did my first deal uh, where I bought a piece of property and uh, put together the contract on it and sold it to my crane operator uh, who was who was operating on the job that I was working on and never actually owned it. I simultaneously closed it. And at that point, I was hooked. I was 19 years old. Uh, I had just made a, a pile of money on a $500 earnest money. And um, I knew that this was going to be my career. This is where I was going to focus my life. And uh, from there, I've done, I've done deals where, 
you know, you find somebody that needs something, uh, they have a need, you go find it in the market. And so I've always just been somebody that knows to put deals together. You find somebody that needs something, you find somebody that has something, you get the two together, there's money to be made in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. So it's very interesting. Like, you know, I, I think I asked you that question last time when, when you've been on the show, but maybe you can tell people like being a fourth generation in real estate, maybe you can tell, you know, going all the way back to the grand, 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 you know, mus and grandpas, you, maybe you can tell like, how did your family got involved into real estate? Well, I don't know the, the exact story of how my great grandfather got involved, uh, but I do know that my grandmother uh, was wanting to attract the attention of a certain gentleman and knew that if she had a car, she would probably attract his attention. And so she went and got her, uh, what, I don't know what it took at that point to do uh, real estate, but she went and got there and then made a couple of sales and bought a car. And from there, she attracted the attention of my grandfather. Uh, and so she not only sold property, she sold him on the idea of getting married. And uh, they were married uh, for, I think, almost 70 years. Uh, but but that was how how she got involved in it. And then my mom, uh, was involved in that from that example and then also working with my dad who built and sold houses uh, she was his real estate agent there so so for me it was natural uh, because I was in the development business to be able to buy and sell my own properties and my own deals also uh, fifth generation is my son I have a 22 year old son who works with me in the business who's also a real estate agent. So it's gone one generation further than myself, which I think is an honor to be able to teach the next generation how to do real estate and how to do deals. Yeah, it's probably closing a little bit. You know, I mean, it's a little bit changing a little bit, you know, at, the, at this time. I mean, technology is helping, you know, the businesses now, but it's awesome. I love the story because I heard the story the first time. I was like, man, that, that's a great story. Your grandma, she was a closer. You know, yes, she, she was. She was. <laughs> she had grandpa for 70 years and kept him there. <laughs> My God, that's a great story. I love that. So again, guys, you know, any single people watching this, you want to close somebody, go and get some real estate. You know, that's a good entry point. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what would be this one piece of advice, you know, for people who are watching now and thinking like, oh my God, like the real estate is something I want to be in. Like I want to get the cash flow and I want to like own the properties. But like what will be kind of an entry point for somebody who has no clue what to do in real estate? Sure. You know, the one thing that, um, that I would encourage everybody to do, the first thing that you need to do in real estate is, is own your own, right? I mean, when you think about wanting to have the cash flow and wanting to make that your career, you need to buy one for you, right? And, and those of you that have read the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, you know that the first thing that he talks about is the difference between an asset and a liability and keeping your liabilities in check so that you can buy more assets. And if you own your own home, um, you have the ability to then buy another one and another one. And, and that's the reality. I, I, I put together a small uh, spreadsheet for uh, some, some guys that I'm working with, just, just some basic counseling for them, that they're wondering how do they build a real estate empire where you're able to, to control lots of properties. Well, it has to start with you. And, and instead, of, instead of buying you know, a three bedroom house for yourself and then, and then saying, well, I'm, I'm making money, I wanna buy a six bedroom house because I wanna, I wanna live in a really good neighborhood. Uh, you know, as you know from the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he kept buying the three bedroom houses and he kept renting those houses out and he kept making that as cash flow. 
And that's what I would encourage anybody to do is lead by example to own your own home first. Then once you're accumulating uh, wealth in that because you are not growing the house, you're saving the money to buy a second house that then is going to create the cash flow. You're able to really start that career because it's just real estate is really a lot like monopoly, right? Mm -hmm. you, you buy the property first, then you put a house on it, then you get a second house and then a third house and then you trade it for a hotel, right? Yeah. And that is, that is exactly how this works, right? Because when you've created equity and you've got, you've got uh, value in what you have, the banks will loan you on another one, right? And so from that, you can use that leverage uh, for, to buy another property. And with that leverage, you have the two properties paying for it. Then you go with the third property. And that's really all I did, right? I was able to do that. I bought a house and then I built another one and I built another one and I kept building until I had enough that I could trade in on a fourplex, then a small commercial building. And now this year we will build 250 unit apartment complexes for ourselves. And we have about 400, 400 units in the pipe for the next two years. So, but it all started with that first house, right? And people want to get started. They want to make a big splash. You can't, you got to start out with just the one. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you just came back from a 10 X growth con and like people who are right. watching probably are familiar with a, you know, Grant Cardone and yep. probably you're watching this video because I included the tag in the video saying Grant Cardone, <laughs> but you, you know, it, it's just like Grant Cardone started like with one single house. Again, he right. said it was his worst investment because now he owns all these like billion plus, you know, dollars in multifamily, you know, like properties and like, it's all like three, 400, you know, unit complexes. So now of course it, it was a like a stupid investment for him, but as a starting point, it, it definitely, I see, I see exactly what you mean buying that house. And, you know, again, you're maybe you're, you know, you're playing more kind of an appreciation part. So maybe we can talk about that again. Is it even now the right time to go and, and buy the house, you know, to that starting point for yourself? Cause you know, there's a lot of people that went under like underwater in 2008 with, you know, buying houses lately, couldn't pay the down payments and so forth. So maybe you can talk about that. Maybe there's a timing, you know, issue for people. Should they like go and buy now or, or should they go when the, you know, economy tanks or like, is there a timing for that? Yeah, you know, the one thing that Grant did say, uh, the, 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 the biggest regret that he has with his real estate career was not buying more sooner. He got analysis paralysis doing exactly what you're talking about, where he was saying that he was wondering, well, is this the best time to buy? Could I get a better deal later? Should I do something different? And, and he wishes he could tell his younger self to shut up and buy something, yeah. right? Because, and when you think about it, you know, when you buy your home, you're not going to make a mistake, right? And in 2008, what happened was a lot of people got greedy. They wanted to buy somebody else's house. They wanted to buy a bigger house for themselves. They didn't focus on making the cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at it and you need a two bedroom or a three bedroom house for you, and that works good for you, it also works good for everybody else. And what happened was everybody wanted to get a, a bigger house or get more. They weren't paying attention to the cash flow. And so if you can buy that house today, and you can live in there, and you can afford that house, and you can let that house appreciate, then you will have the leverage and the equity to buy your second house. And then 
if you look at that and you look at where your house is at versus where the rents are at and you can see where you can make a hundred bucks on that house and you know that you can you can make that payment then you can step out and buy the second one and you can make that payment right and i, I put together a small spreadsheet that if you went and bought a house and let it appreciate where you're getting about five percent appreciation a year and you're taking and you're putting some extra money aside every month on top of that you're going to create a reserve you're going to create protection you're going to create some savings account so that you can then buy your second house and then you take the cash flow combination and you put it toward the payments and then you're buying your third house right if you follow that model your first house takes about two years to get to a place where you can buy your second one the second house takes about 14 months before you can afford your third one your third house takes about eight months before you can afford your fourth one and in year 10 of that model you're buying five houses right but the first first house is two years everybody wants to have it happen in six weeks right the thing about real estate it's not a get rich quick but it is a get rich for sure you do have the ability to accumulate wealth and the other plan i don't know that anybody has another plan to get rich Right. Well, there, there, there is like, you know, in this day and age, I mean, there is hundreds of different ways, like, but the proven way that's, that's taking all, you know, taking us all the way back to hundreds of years back, like this is the proven way, like real estate, it's, it's no brainer. Like, you right. know, you, you get people, they, they pay you, you know, pay, pay off your mortgage, you get the rents, yeah. you, you know, you lower expenses as much, like increase the profit, the top line. I mean, it's no brainer. Like it's fairly, right. of course, there is a lot of moving pieces depending on that. Yeah type of business that you want to go in. Maybe if you're in a construction, there's a lot about timing and, you know, labor and, you know, whatever the costs, but, you know, it depends on the business. So I see exactly what you mean with buying houses. What do you think would be, you know, uh, a strategy, kind of an exit strategy with, with buying houses? Because I see there's a lot of people facing these issues because again, like to get a good property management, you know, it, it could be a little bit tough. I mean, signing like a new loan, like every time you buy a house is, you know, managing all these properties. So it could be a little bit tough. So is there a number, a specific number that people should like acquire and just exit it by, you know, selling as a, as a package, as a portfolio, or like what should be a game plan with buying houses? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I encourage people to do is to get a team, right? I mean, you, this, real estate is not, is not a solo sport, right? You need to have a good real estate agent, right? You need to have a good lender, right? You need to talk to a property management company because sometimes it's better to pay someone to do the job that you don't like to do while you go do your job and make more money or, or, or good money and let them deal with your headaches, right? So you're not having to deal with the problem. Sometimes that's worth it. But what I've always seen is that people will grow and there will come a natural progression where Maybe you have two houses, maybe three houses that you're renting out and that becomes a lot of work. And then you want to get involved with maybe a syndication or maybe you want to be an equity financier of something. There's other avenues there, right? But you've got to learn how to be your own person to see and respect the deal that you did with your first house, right? And you see where your real estate agent comes to you and says, hey, Hey man, I got another good deal for you. And you look at it and you go talk to your lender and your lender says, Hey, I can get you some good financing on that. And so then you have the ability to put that deal together. Now, when somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I have a fourplex for you. And you say, well, gee whiz, that's a really great thing, but I got to sell these three houses. You already have a real estate agent, 
right? You got somebody playing on your real estate team that says, hey, you know what? I know exactly what those houses are worth and we can sell those quick, right? And then you're in a position to move instead of something where you're having to figure it all out by yourself, right? right. And, so, and so when you find that team, it makes these decisions happen a lot better, right? And if you've got a really good real estate agent, that real estate agent's gonna come to you and say, hey, you have three units. I have a fourplex over here that you should buy and I should sell those for you because that's their job and that's how they make their money. So now she's, he or she is gonna make money selling your property and buying you another one and you're gonna make better cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how this game is supposed to go. And so if, you, if you're buying a house and you tell your real estate agent, I want to get in the cash flow game and I want to build a real estate portfolio. And that real estate agent says, oh, wow, that's cool. And shows you one house and you buy that house. And then they, that agent never calls you back. You better be very thankful because that's not a team player, right? That agent needs to bug you and say, hey, are you ready to buy another one this month? No, I'm not going to be ready for six months. Well, they call you in five months. They say, you're going to be ready in a month because I got some really good deals coming. Because when you look at it, the appreciation is just as strong in a market like this as the cash flow is, right? And you can't rely on one, you can't have all cash flow and no appreciation, and you can't have all appreciation and no cash flow. So you gotta have that balance. But what I know is that rents always follow price. So when you saw everybody was coming out of 2008 and saying, hey, the market's going downhill, right? So I can buy something for less in a month. And then when it got to the bottom, everybody was thinking, well, I'm going to wait a little bit longer. It's going to go down some more and it didn't. And so it kind of leveled off. And then people started to say, well, I still have high rents because the price was high last time. So my rents were over my cost, but that's a, that's a downward trend market, right? Now that we've gone back into the upward trend market, you're buying a house for 150 and the rent on it is 700. Now you're gonna pay 200 for the house and the rent's gonna be 900. All of those things barely cover, but if you're living in it first, you're creating two years of equity in that house where the rent catches up and passes you. That's where you get your cash flow, mm -hmm. see? And then you're moving and then you're, then you're doing the next deal and the next deal, right? Because you're always pushing that. And in a healthy market and in a strong growth cycle, you're always going to be, right there, scraping to make that first hundred bucks. But in three years, you're going to be making $300 because the market has continued to grow and there's been strong growth, mm -hmm. not stagnant, right? And not going downhill. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. You made some very good points and I hope you guys took some notes, you know, and I mean, you can probably expand on that and go, can go longer, but you know, it's, it's, it's only that, as much time, you know, as we have on the show, but right. you know, it, it, again, what you're saying is so true because I know investors like in London, because London is playing only on appreciation because like London is going to increase and increase in rents and in value because, because it's London, same as New York. Right. So, you know, like people, I know people investing, doing very well, you know, in these, in these markets. So, I mean, it's doable. It's just depending on the type of strategy on investing strategy that, that you have, you know, syndication, real estate, like multifamily is your thing. Maybe you don't right. see the point going in, you know, and investing into single family homes. But again, like everything that you mentioned, and it sounds like it's a relationship type of business, which it is, 
like you know to to have the brokers the good brokers you need to have a good relationship like to okay. have people who have the capital for you to raise money to buy these big complexes you need to have relationships so it's a That's relationship great. type of business so and you know everything takes time as i said you know two years could be shorter longer depending on his skill sets and what, like where do you live and uh, you know a lot of you know variables here so what do you think again for the people who are watching and thinking like oh my god there's so much information to digest in here like you know like i don't have any friends but i see all these like people popping up like you know, on ads and stuff you know offering me all these mentorships so what do you think should people like when they're fresh still don't have they never read a book don't know nobody who's investing should they go and get the mentor for, from a get-go you know i i i hear all the time uh about people talking about coaching and i look at it and you know i always had a coach in my parents right and then once i got outside of their conventional wisdom i always sought out people in my industry that knew more than i did and it's amazing what happens when you come to people that you think man there is no way they will talk to me they are they are way too big they're way too powerful they would never want to be involved with me a good real estate agent, like the best agent in the business, they would never want to talk with me. You would be surprised because everybody likes to give you some advice. And if you're really willing to listen, you will be surprised at who will give you advice and who will help you. But what I would tell you is that, that having a coach, having a mentor is something that everybody that is successful has. Michael Phelps, the best swimmer in the world, has a coach. Today, he has a coach. The best bodybuilders in the world, they have a coach that spurs them on. Anybody that is at the top of their game has a coach that is constantly pushing them to improve and think of things from a different point of view. And so I think a coach, whether you pay for that mentorship, whether you get on somebody's subscription and as a newsletter where you're getting information, whether you're reading books that are involved, you have to be in a place where you have a coach that's challenging you to be better than you are today because nobody is smart enough to be an island to themselves. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. You know, it's, it's such an important thing. Like I meet business owners, different spaces, you know, real estate, you know, health and fitness, you know, um, doing apps, creating apps, you know, software, like, and, and some of those, like, I don't read, like, I don't need a mentor. Like, I'm just going to figure stuff by myself. And it's like, man, I'm like, look, you're going to like the ugly place, man. It's going to be like failures, trials, and like a lot of time and money wasted. So you, you definitely want to avoid that. You, yeah. You and you know, one of the things that, that going back to the 10 X conference, uh, you know, one of the things that grant, made a really strong point with me about, because I've always been about more learning, but one of the things that he always said is, I can help anyone, but that person has to know that they need help, right? And, and sometimes it, it, somebody has to be really sick to go to the doctor, right? Somebody has to have had several business failures to get help sometimes. He said, but how would you like to be doing really good right now and get help to make really good really awesome and take it from from let's say let's say it's the best life you've ever had but that doesn't mean it's the best life you could possibly have yeah. and he really made the point that having a strong mentorship having somebody that's that's taking you and making good great doesn't have to come from the bottom it can come from midstream it can come from at your highest point but really 
plugging into somebody that knows more than you is always awesome and it takes humility but but out of that humility is going to come tremendous growth and out of growth comes the fruit that you're looking for exactly yeah because because I, I think he said that he said i remember i watched one of his videos and he was like look man you cannot fix what you deny it was like right. you, you need to accept that you're like struggling you cannot find the way you know because again coming back to being you know humility like you, right. you need to like oh my god maybe i need to actually go and reach out to some people and ask them you know questions and maybe add value to their business right. and, you know get the free mentorship because there are so right. many ways that probably you have some skill set again for the people who are watching that you can go and grab people attention and say hey listen look i can help you again do the due diligence don't come in kind of a you know from nowhere, like, oh, maybe I can help you something. Like, find what they are missing in the business. Do some due diligence. Do the research. I mean, information is available online, you know? That's right. You, you know, add the value to their business. Make their business better. And, they, you know, you can exchange, exchange you know, services uh, that way. Because I know, you know I did it before. So that works, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, again, for the people who are watching, you know, that's coming back to self-education and thinking like, oh, my God, these mentorships, they cost like six figures. Like, I don't have a six figures. Maybe I can use those six figures buying my first property, but not for the mentor that I don't know what I'm going to get, you know, what type of information is going to be. I know there's a lot of people wasting money on that stuff. They don't get anything in return. So what about going and buying three books? Because I can scrape maybe 20 bucks in my pocket. So what, what type of three business or non-business self-development books would you recommend? Yeah. So I think the very first book that everybody that wants to do uh, real estate as a business needs to buy Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I know that that book is 25 years old. I read it when it first came out. It still works. It still makes all the sense in the world. Understanding the difference between an asset and a liability is crucial, you know, and there's been times in my life when I've gotten off track and I have made the mistake of thinking a bigger house for me is an asset and it's not because it consumes my cash. The second book I would recommend is this, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. I would recommend that one because it's a, it, it's a simple book to read. It's, it's, it's not difficult, but it spells out principles on how to make and save money. The third book I would recommend is As a Man Thinketh, okay? It's an old book and it's a very thin book. Yeah. It doesn't, it's, I don't, I don't know that if, I don't know that it's 50 pages, but it deals with your mindset and it deals with the way you think about what is being presented to you today. And one of the things that a lot of people think is they think they're smarter than they are. Mm -hmm. They think that they have the answer or they think that they have to have the answer. But if you can really get a hold of your thought process and your thinking and get positive thinking that's taking you in the direction that you're supposed to go with good affirmation, surrounding yourself with people that are going to encourage you and not tear you down, it will go farther than anything else you can possibly put in your head with positive thinking to go with good information. So those are my three. That is, that is very strong what you just said. You know, as a man thinking, I heard uh, from Les Brown a couple of times before I think he's a big uh, proponent of the book, but I never read it, but I heard multiple times. So again, it's coming back to me. So maybe, maybe it's the time, you know, to do, to do that. Right. So, but again, like every time you guys kind of see these, you know, shows, we talk about social media or real estate businesses, and we have, you know, real estate experts, professionals, pros in their space, just like Shannon. And everybody's talking about the same thing. You know, we're of course like, you, you know, 
it's kind of a simple type of questions that we ask on the show because we were looking to get you started in real estate. But most of the time it's coming back to one thing, which is the mindset. And again, okay. you going to the 10X Growth Con is, is for what? It is to just expand the brain, expand the mindset, connect with the people and see what's possible. They're not going into probably technical stuff like, oh, do this and that. that of course, that's, that's the work that you do when you come back home. Right. It's all the mindset. And, and yeah. you know, I got to say, I got to say, uh, it, it was absolutely worth the money. Uh, but there was, there was very, I would say that 80% of the information that I got was information that I already knew. Mm-hmm. But there's something about having Usher tell you how to do business that makes you think, I got the right idea, right? When Kevin Hart is telling you that this is the kind of thing that he does in his multi-million multi dollar business, and it's something that I thought maybe I should be doing, it reinforces that I should be doing it. When you've got someone like Grant Cordone, who's got almost $2 billion with a B, billion dollars of real estate under management and he says that this is what you should do it reinforces that you are thinking correctly and a lot of times that correct thinking just needs that reinforcement to spur you on and create the action that then creates the wealth yeah like look like you you know you live in the country that is again i mentioned a couple of times like his people ask me about this about the flag and i told you before opportunity and freedom you know, yeah. it's two things that represents me. It's it's not because I, again, I, most of the guests that I have is is from the states somehow because I just love the capitalistic mindset that people have. But again, it's coming back to like ideas. Like people go like you can go on a Shark Tank. Like I've seen some crazy pitches in there. Like people trying to invent, you know, yeah, crazy stuff. You know, so it's just a country that you live in, and you can like you can accomplish anything like us is one of the countries like they they have the entrepreneurship spirit like in some of the countries like ireland like if you fail one time your business fails and you're looking to start second time they have a different perspective than you know comparing to us is like you, you you get basically a badge an honor badge saying oh look he's putting more you know putting more uh you know basically the lessons and, you know, businesses under his belt. It doesn't work like that in Europe, you know, so it's a little bit different mindset. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you can build anything that you want where you are. Like if you have the idea, like you can go on Google, you know, is somebody doing the idea? So, you you know, everything is possible. Like people are flying to Mars. (laughs) So, and we are sometimes thinking in this small box, like, should I, you know, follow this small like idea maybe? Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like people do amazing things. So everything is possible. And you know, the reality is there's, there's really not a whole lot of new inventions out there when it pertains to real estate. I mean, cash flow, how to get cash flow. There's only a couple of ways to do it correctly. Right. And so you might as well tap into the leaders in the industry, listen to them, learn from them, get in with people that know how to do it. If you're wanting to be a a successful real estate agent, you're going to want to get with a successful real estate agent. You're not going to want to talk to your uncle who has a neighbor who had a friend who tried real estate, but it didn't work because he couldn't sell anything because he didn't like talking to people. That's not the right guy. You need to go find the guy that is killing it. You need to go find the guy that is doing what you're doing or the woman that's doing what you're doing and mentor with them, follow them, copy them, see where they go, see what they do. 
That's how you'll be successful. That is so true because I made this crucial mistake. And again, for the young audience who is watching this, they're thinking like, because probably they're thinking the way I, I think maybe they're thinking different because the, this information sources, the YouTube or you're watching on Facebook or LinkedIn or, you know, listening to this on a podcast, it wasn't there when I was growing up. So I assumed whoever gave me an advice in their 50s, 40s, 60s, I assumed they're successful. They have the life experience. But after some time, I was like, oh, look at the life result that they have. Because before right. I was taking an advice because I thought they're old, they have experience. I, I wasn't looking, as you said, you know, who's killing in the game. I was just right. looking for advice. <laughs> but and what type of advice are you going to get for people who are broke? I mean, you, you're going to get the same Exactly. Advice. They're so, broke because they have broken thinking. Yeah. Again, coming back to that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. maybe we can talk about, you know, expand on thinking and the, the goals and the business and real estate. Maybe you can share with the audience uh, you know, just a few or more, you know, business goals for, for this year that you have for, for yourself. Yeah. So uh, one of the books that I read at the end of last year was uh, Homeless to, to Billionaire. And one of the things that he did that I've always done uh, is he writes down his goals every year. Well, what he does that I didn't do was he writes down over 100 goals. And so this year I wrote down over 100 goals. That was hard. But I got to tell you, I've already checked off uh, 11 of them and everything. It's, it's amazing what your mind thinks when you write down a little goal, right? When you write down something that you've been wanting to do, but haven't ever done, right? So one of the goals that I had was my brother and I have always talked about uh, renting a boat in the British Virgin Islands and going around to all the islands, right? We took care of that last month, right? That was something that we, my brother and I have talked about for 20 years. But by writing it down, by writing it down and making it a goal, I made it happen in three weeks, right? Because it became important, right? If I write it down, I have to accomplish it. That is my goal is to accomplish all 107 things that are on my list, right? But if I don't have it written down, it's a wish. Yeah. And so a couple of the other things, I, I, I am a pilot, so I'm going to get my multi-engine rating this year right? Uh, I want to expand my real estate holdings, but I put a number on it. I'm not going to share that number right here, but I put a number on it of what I want to do, right? And, and those are the things that I wrote down. And I can tell you, I can tell you when I made those big, fat, hairy goals that, I, that scare me, I tell you what, man, it lights me on fire and it makes me go and check them off. And I've already gotten, I've already gotten uh, 11 or 12 of them already done. And it's just the second month of the year. Now, if you do the math, I'm behind. Yeah. I got a hundred to do in 12 months and I've only done 12 of them in two months. I'm in trouble, right? I got to get going on this stuff to get them all done by the end of the year. We, but we, yeah. it challenges me. Yeah, we better wrap this up quicker because I mean that there's all these goals waiting for you now. So it's right. kind of, we have to push it. <laughs> De def definitely, I totally agree with you, and I think that's what Grant's saying as well. Because I know he has the, the the planner, and he says that he writes his goals twice a day, like morning yeah. uh, when he goes to bed, and when he fails at mm -hmm. the deal or at the project, something right. goes down, or you know, or when he wins, he writes successes or something like that. Yeah. So. Basically, imagine like writing two times a day. So there is 750 times a year you're writing the, your goals instead of 
you know, 20, uh, like 31st of December, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And then you wish, which is not a strategy, right. like wishing is not right. a strategy. And you hope exactly. that things are going to happen. Like what you're doing is so powerful because when you just grab a, a pen and you put it on a piece of paper, something just magical happens. Right. So, and, you know, the other thing that I look at is, you know, I don't look at it as a failure, right? I look at it as winning and learning, right? Got it. Yep. Because, because I didn't know what the wrong answer was until I did it incorrectly. Yep. But now I learned what that wrong answer is, and I can now do it the right way because I've eliminated, of the two options, I've already eliminated the wrong answer, right? So now I can beat myself up and say, man, you're an idiot. You made a mistake. You did this. Of course I made a mistake. I'm a human. But I can also say I learned something from that. And guess what? I only become an idiot when I do it again and again and again, mm -hmm. right? But if I learn from that, I'm, I, it's a learning experience. And I've made the choice to now move forward and not have that problem again. Got it. That's a great thinking. I love the thinking. You, you know, you, you have a great thinking. I'm very attra attracted to that. It's, it's you know, very fresh, refreshing, definitely. So what, uh, the plane, I want to touch on a plane because I want to show you something. What, what, what plane you said you're going to uh, uh, fly in? Well, I'm, I'm going to get my multi-engine rating, which is uh, not something I have currently. Currently, I have a Cessna 172 and a Diamond DA-20 uh, that, that I have in a flight school. Uh, but I don't have the ability to fly a plane with two engines. So I'm going to get that taken care of this year. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to show you something. I got the book. I got the book. There's a few of those, but I, I got this. We were in London. And again, it's, it's part of probably of where I follow all these people. Again, Grant Cardone, I know he has a jet and stuff like that. So again, for people who are watching this, just, just for you to get some inspiration, like we, we went to this, um, when I was in, in, uh, in Ireland, I just rang these people. I was like, we, we need to take a look at like what you have and these people like, okay, let's come to the office. We're going to get you something. So we went in and we came in and I thought you're just going to give me a leaflet or something, but this is a big company. And they were like, you know, Oh, this is a gift for you. They gave like a, a bag, like with full of like stuff. And so it's, it's pretty cool. Like maybe, maybe it's going to be encouraging for you as well. Oh yeah. 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 This is, that is a beautiful one. G450, this yeah. one. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was just, it, it's awesome, you know, like, this, so it's coming back to the, like, I know it's, like, far off. It's very far from going from where we are right now. Like, but it's it's pulling the future. Like, every time I see that, it's like, oh, my God, like, we need to do something, you know, bigger every time I see that stuff. So just yeah. make sure that you dream, you know, better and, and you know, bigger and, and, and you're going, you know, for, for the dreams. It doesn't have that, you know, it doesn't have to be that big, but, you know. No, just but it has to be is, your dream. Bigger, it has to be your dream. Bigger is better, always. Yeah, that's right. So, that's so right. What, about, what about some marketing tools, you know, for the real estate businesses? Because, again, running a social media company, we like facing, you know, we have the clients where they face these challenges. And because real estate is a little bit outdated, like, and you know that, you know, coming like four generations, it wasn't like this previously, you know, when your like grand-grandmother was doing the business. And like, it's still a bit outdated, but I always ask the guests, uh, you know, what social platforms or softwares, technology do they use in their business to make just uh, daily processes, uh, you know, easier for them to run or just to attract more capital? Like, is there any advice, you know, for people? You know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in your resume, right? And, and so the more people I can get to see my resume, uh, the better that's gonna be for attracting capital, uh, for attracting partnerships, 
Uh, and, and so I definitely think that, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn are, are important, but I also think podcasts, I think face-to-face -face meetings are important because you need to have people understand that doing business with you makes a difference, right? Because you're a real person. You're not a, you're not a, you're not a Wall Street corporation or, or you're not, you know, you're not somebody that, that got money from grandpa and they don't know what they're doing and they're just trying to, to do this and they're going to make a mess and it's going to be a bankruptcy and it's going to be a big problem. You really want to be able to be something that people can identify with, right? Mm -hmm. And so I do, I do as much as I can on social media, but I also get out in my community and meet the people around me because, you know, the funny thing is the last deal we did, uh, we raised about $8 million. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you, we only had one person come into that deal for more than the, that came in for $2 million, right? Everybody else that came into that deal was less than a half a million dollars. And I'm going to tell you again, that more people came into that deal at a hundred grand than any slice of it. Right. But we had people coming into that deal for a hundred grand. When you think about it, raising $8 million in capital is only 80 people. They say that the average person knows a thousand. Now, I know the average person doesn't know a thousand people with a hundred grand, but when you look at, when, when people look at that and go, man, I don't have the reach that you do, or I, I can't be like Grant Cordone and, and have all these people. I got to spend this, or I got to do that. You know what? Getting known in your community is the same thing. And on Facebook, you can find groups that, that specialize, that become your real estate community right? You can get onto bigger pockets and you can engage in that community where you're talking to other people, but you can also do that face-to-face. -face. And sometimes people forget that face-to-face -face is just as powerful. It just doesn't have the reach. But, you know, I got involved in a, in a Facebook conversation and now I'm talking to somebody that's, you're not even close to my neighborhood, man. You're like halfway around the world from me. And that all came from getting involved in my, in my community about real estate, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It, like it, it will always work. It doesn't matter. Technology is going to be Facebook. Is it going to be around or not like face-to-face -face interactions? People are going to continue doing business this way, like forever until we're going to be here uh, under the sun. So that's definitely true. I mean, but implementing some strategies in the business just to make sure that you can have your hands off from some day-to-day, -day, you know, things like even myself, just, you know, like using automation and maybe some tasks, you know, like depending on the type of business you are, there's a lot of, you know, real estate softwares that you can basically take advantage of and just make sure like that you're not spending, you're, you're not becoming solopreneur, this guy who's doing all the tasks by yourself, like, oh my God, like I'm stuck, I'm busy, but I'm just like stuck in this like rat race, you know, but I'm a business owner, <laughs> you know? So there's ways to make things easier, you know, for yourself. But again, what you're saying is so true. Face to face. Yeah. And, 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 and that's where, where when you say real estate's old fashioned, that's me, right? I'm old fashioned. And that's why I wanted to be on the show with you because you know how to automate things. You know how to make my life easier. I got to come to you for some learning. I got to come to you for some knowledge, right? Because I don't understand how to not do it face to face or, or join a Facebook group or anything. I, I, I don't know that. And so here I come into you saying, hey, teach me this stuff so that I can have a bigger reach without spending all night on the internet trying to find these people that maybe don't exist, right? I'm, I'm sitting here doing all the work myself. And so I'm coming to you saying, hey, how do I get some help from you to do exactly those things? Because I don't know.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, let's get rolling. That's <laughs> right. Know? Let's get rolling. There's definitely, you know, great ways, like, you know, like, particularly, like, I'm going to give you a few tips, like, for people, again, who are watching, who are you looking to get involved? Like, if you get on Facebook, like, statistically, like, there's everybody on Facebook, you know, like you, you don't have to use all the platforms. The reason we use all the platforms for people and the companies, whatever they do, like hotels, Airbnbs, they run a, you know, um, construction business or they do multifamily. You have to be on all the platforms for a very simple reason because people consume in different, you know, different, uh, different ways. They consume information in different ways. Somebody likes to read, Somebody likes to watch stuff on, on YouTube. Somebody likes to listen to the podcast on a way to, to their projects, to work, whatever they do, you know? So you just have to create those type of information, you know, contents in those different ways, but you have to tell the story. Like it's plain and simple. Like people, you know, if you're going to push your marketing efforts, try to sell them something like people are not dumb. They're going to look at you like, man, you're trying to sell me something, you know, and they're not going to stick around for a long time. So we just have to tell them a story because that's, that's, that's why I love the podcast, you know, interviews just like that, because you can hear, you know, your story, you know, coming for four generations and, you know, building this company, going to the, like still building and, you know, taking this old school approach, but, you know, implementing new stuff and just continuing with the journey is powerful and people want to hear that. And that's why people, you know, that's why this interview got, got all these views. Because people want to hear the story. So same as a marketing technique, you need to tell the story. But that's where the expertise and the, you know, you, you have to, you know, be like, you have to know the way to approach that stuff. But, you know, most of the time, like business owners are super busy. They don't have a time yeah. for that. And that's why they go and outsource and, and do the stuff that way. So again, coming back to the social media, before we're going to go away, uh, you know, I, I hope guys enjoy this great interview. And uh, Shannon is a man, it's just pleasure talking with you. And, you know, it, so, so much information is still coming from you. I mean, coming back all fresh from this conference. So I know you're, you're buzzing. You're like, oh, I want right. to make things happen. That, that's awesome. So maybe you can share people with some of the social media platforms that they can get in contact with you and just ask, ask a bunch of questions. Yeah, well, you can obviously find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, I am... I, I'm, I'm trying to get on to uh, Twitter. I'm at RobNet1 on Twitter. Uh, I, don't, I don't use that very much, but I'm, I'm trying, you know, the old there. dog new tricks. Uh, and then I'm on Instagram at ShannonRobNet. Uh, so you can follow me there. I don't, I don't, most of what I do is, is on Facebook. And you can just find me there at ShannonRobNet. Or you can reach me at ShannonRobNet at gmail.com. It's real simple. There you go. That's, Facebook is the easiest way. I know that because that's, right. that's how we connected. So yeah. that, that worked. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this phenomenal interview. You know, I'm pleasure to have you again. You know, it's the second time I'm, I'm talking. So it's, it's a pleasure. Again, guys, you're seeing this first time. But this is, this is a real dude. Like you want to follow Shannon, you know, all these social medias. Maybe get him more followers, you know, to, to these platforms. Um, of course, you can find all the links down below. So again, if you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe. And I'm going to see you on the next episode. And I appreciate you, Shannon, for being here today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right.